Hello ladies and gents, you're with Adrianosaurus. I'm the coach of Adrianosaurus Rex in the Supercoach BBL. Tonight we're going to do some team previews. So we're going to cover some of the relevant teams from the early rounds. So we're going to cover the stars and the scorchers. And I'm going to have some guests on. I'm going to have the guys from the Supercoach Guns on. Uh, and look, you know, it's going to be fantastic. I actually really love the guys' content. Give them a follow on all the socials, the Supercoach Guns. Uh, they, you know, I, I love uh, NRL and uh, cricket, and that's what I podcast on, and, and they've got really good content across those two uh, sports, so I really look forward to chewing, you know, the fat with them on, um, you know, some of these teams. We'll cover the, the guns, the smokies, and the duds. It should be really good to get a different point of view and, um, you know, two very good minds, and I, I know that they get really good results, actually, on the ladder. You know, they're, so they're, you know, expert players, and uh, should be really good to have a chat with them. I want to kick off the show with just a little bit of chats you know relating to the guns you know these 160k players and above you know that we all want for our teams and i think you know if we're looking at it there's probably like 15 players that we'd all love to have you know if we could just (laughs) we had an unlimited budget uh but in reality there's probably seven or eight that we would you know, we are umming and ahhing over, you know, like your Currens, your Majibs, your Sams, all of these ones that we want in our team. But we obviously, you know, being they're 160k plus, you know, there's pros and cons to each of them and we're not going to be able to carry them all in unfortunately so i just wanted to go through some of the options that i think people are going to be looking at and i'm going to pros and con them you know and uh cons them and see what my choices would be you know for my team and hopefully give you something to think about so let's kick it off Karen. you know he has a double game round in round one he's the perfect vc option you know, he's likely to get it back because his batting's improved and he, he's probably going to be ahead of, you know, Braithwaite, if, even if he gets picked at all. You know, he might bat behind uh, Dan Christian. He has no buys, so you could technically hold him for the whole year. He can um, go big, we know, and we have to go back to not last year but the year before for that. Scores of 175, a huge 256, a 165, a 113, so the guy can go some big hundreds. Uh, the cons for him, you know, he's expensive. He does have a tendency to throw a bad game out there once in a while. Um, scores in his last outing in the BBL, 17, 28, 31, and 36. So you're not going to always get a huge score from him. But as far as I'm concerned, he is a super uh, option for your round one team with the double game round and, and, and the VC ability of him, being that they're the first game. And I'm not going to leave him out of my team. Majib. I think he's one of the two premiums, along with Karin there for the for the double game round in round one. He's the perfect C option. He is playing after Karin, so you can do the Karin into Majib quite easily. Uh, and he can go a big 100 too. Um, three out of his seven games last year in a smaller stint in the BBL, uh, he went over 100. Uh, he's somebody that, like uh, Karin, because they can go big hundreds in two games, they're a scary watch. Uh, and I think, you know, I'm always about go the, in your numbers, go as many premiums as you can. And I'd rather a premiums worth five, you know, five premiums against four premiums and three, you know, middies or, or cheapies. So I think they're the two premium options for ground, for round one. Now, the cons for Majib, he's bowl only, you know, and that's not his fault. But, you know, he's not going to go like a carrot and get some quick runs at the end of a t- you know, game to help out your score if he's had a barry with the with bowling he's not going to do that 
he is going to rely. He's not even the greatest fielder, you know, so he's going to get his he's going to get his points from bowling. You know, he's one hell of a bowler too, um, but he's he's only going to get that from bowling. Um, I don't think you can fade Curran or Majib as you know. To be quite honest, for for round one, I think they're must haves in your team for the double game round. Uh, Lynn, yeah, he's going to be a popular pick for people. Um, the pros with Lynn, he's got the double game round, obviously in round one, and he's got the X factor. There's some of these players that have got X factor in our game: Maxwell, Hales, Lynn. Lynn's got it. Um, you know, last year he averaged fifty-five point two. It wasn't, uh, you know, as bad as we sort of it felt like to to me personally. You know, it felt like he had a lean year, but fifty-five point two is not a bad average at all. Uh, look, he got. Some big scores last year, as you'd expect from Lynn. 99, 144, 75, 62, 97, 86. The price is pretty good at 172. Um, and I think, you know, he's with that uh, strike rate and the ability of what he can go at. Um, he's somebody I'm not willing to fade either. And I would always say must have for him as well, just because the price is beautiful. Um, and look, you know, he's you'd expect that he's going to probably go a little bit better than last year. He's not the captain either, so maybe he's going to have a free freer mind when he goes out there to bat um and look he can you know last year there was that one score of 144 but i'd expect this year that he might turn up you know on more regular occasion um but he wasn't as bad as we thought um the negatives he can be rocks or diamonds some scores last year 20 37 6 10 and 27 he can go low so um you could you know plausibly fade him and he could be one of those six scores but over two games i would be banking on him you know to at least get a 100 points you know so uh he's not someone i'm willing to leave out um another one for the double game round is philippi um he's the obvious choice isn't he for keeper uh he had the sixth high, 16th highest average last year at 56.8 which is really good uh you know f- scores of um 140, 73, 144, 119, 129, 45, 42, 86. You know, that's a regular sort of over 100 scorer. And I don't think you want to miss what he's capable of in round one. Um, He had some low scores last year, 16, 26, 22, 5, 21, and 9. Um, You know, but the floor is more like 20. You know, you can have that sometimes with keepers. Uh, and, you know, regularity of hundreds is a real alluring thing. 106, you know, sorry, 144, 129, 119, you know, and even the, and, and 140, even the, you know, couple of 80s and 70s is really good scoring. And I think that you you pick him in your team and, you know, for round one, Karad, Majib, Lin, you know, and Philippi are really good choices, I think, for your team. Somebody who's not uh, an absolute must um, are two other players over the 160 play uh, K price, and that's Dan Christian and Ben Dwarshus. Um, look, I've personally got D- a Dwarshus in my team. Last year he was uh, 12th overall in average. Uh, I think it was a tick under 60, and his role is not going to be any different. You know, I, th- I don't think this year he's not going to bat terribly high, but he, you know, might ding a couple over at the end of the innings. But he's going to bowl in the right places to be a good scorer. Um, and to me, um, you know, managing the risk, you know, Dan Christian is a great player. Um, with the outs that they have, there's a possibility that he could be a real smoky for a good score in round one. He was ninth overall last year in average, Dan Christian. But my worries with Christian are, 
more about his bowling than his batting. I think you're bat in the same place. And sometimes if their batting comes off, you know, he doesn't get much batting, which is always a risk. Um, you know, but I don't think he's going to bowl four overs in that team. I just don't think he's going to bowl four. You know, you might bowl a couple at best and he'll bat at six. Um, but Dorcius was only one point you know, worse off than him last year, you know, not relying on two skills. So the risk is less, you know, Dorsha's role is the same. And, you know, there are some question marks for me over Dan Christian uh, and, you know, relying on those two skills to be able to get, do his premium scoring um, this year. So I'm leaving him out, but I see why they're going into both teams, you know, into, into teams as smoky options. I've just decided to go with Dorsha's instead of Dan Christian um, at this stage. All right, let's cover some of the others. you got Daniel Sams. Daniel Sams is a genuine all-rounder, um, and he may even bat a little higher in the Thunder uh, lineup uh, this year. And we know that he bowls in the, uh, you know, at the death and, you know, in power play, in the good places where he's going to get wickets. Uh, his last year average was 65.2, which was fourth overall, and he has no buys. These are all wonderful pros. Scores last year, 65, 53, 70, 63, 62, 126. Um, you know, only one ton there, but he's uber, uber consistent. Uh, he had a low of 21 last year, which is his negatives, a 26 and a 21. So he's really, really consistent. Only two bad scores last year. Um, and he had a 31 in there as well. Um, now he hasn't got a double game round till round 10. So in my view, um, he's a prime, prime target. He's going to get your 60 something average. Uh, he doesn't really go low often. Um, and, you know, you, a lot of teams are going to be choosing between him and other players. I've picked another player ahead of Stamps to start with my team um, because they go hundreds on a more regular basis and their floor is even better than his, his floor. So we'll get to that person later. But I can understand why people are going to start with Sam's. Um, he's not in my team to start the year, but, you know, mainly because he's not a priority. You know, being that double game round in round 10, uh, and I've just had higher priorities for, for mine. Um, Darcy Short, he's a genuine all-rounder. That's a pro. Uh, he will definitely get bowling, I think, and he will get wickets. He's got a knack for that. Um, he's got a double game round in round six, so it's it's quite plausible, you know, him versus uh, Sam's, you know, to try to get Short in earlier, you know, because uh, he's got that double game around early. Um, last year wasn't his best batting, but he was still 13th overall in averages. Um, scores of 116, 150, 118, 67, 84, 83. There's some nice big ones in there. He's got a 43 as well. Some of the low scores that were probably a little bit of out of character for him in last year, which is a negative. Um, 3, 3, 16, 9, and 10. You know, so there was a bit of rocks and diamonds about him last year, but... If he can get the batting right this year and be a little bit more consistent, um, you know, he is top five type material. I mean, he came 13th overall for average last year, even with those bad scores. So there's no doubting, the, you know, the, the prime target that he is. And uh, I'll be looking to get him into my team, you know, early-ish. But I've prioritized others ahead of him just because his double game round is later. Um, Stoinis, he's going to open the bowl, uh, the batting, and he's likely, isn't he, to bowl an over or two? You'd hope. Um, we haven't seen much bowling from him, so, you know, there's a fear in me that he's not going to bowl a lot. Um, but look, they've got the double game round in round three. He's in reasonable form in the old uh, World Cup. 
and you know, last year he had 116, 72, 132, 69, 67, uh, 87, 77. You, know, you can look at that as non-bowling. If he's bad only, that is uber consistent. Very, very consistent. Uh, Stoyness is. Uh, look, the lows last year, there was a 4, a 7, and a 12. Um, but look, you know, I think that, that hit rate of the consistency rate from him is actually exquisite. I've got him in my team currently. Um, I picked him to start in round one ahead of Maxi, who I'm going to plan to bring in for round two, just because of his, he's more consistent. You know, he doesn't go low, low, cry your eyes out type low scores. Um, and if he can bowl an overall two, which he didn't have last year, you know, those, Great scores that he got last year, 116, 72, 132, 69, 67, 87, 77. Hopefully they go up a bit, you know, 20 points. So I think he's going to have a good tournament. Um, and, you know, there are reasons, pros and cons, why I picked him ahead of Maxwell to start. Um, Maxwell, let's cover him next. He's going to bat at three or, or four, is he? Um, double game round in round three, just like Stornis. And in, look, he's an all-rounder. He loves to bowl himself. My... We'll cover in the negatives so what, what a fear of mine is. But um, he's got the X factor, Maxwell. He's like Lynn. You know, he can make or break a round. If you don't have him in your team, I'm sure everyone's going to want him in their team for round three. He averaged over 60 last year, which is exceptional. Um, 62.6. Scores of 148, 143, 150, 180, 111. Maxwell goes huge. Wow. Some big, big scores in there, like bigger than Stoyness, um, you know, bigger than Lynn, all of them. He can go huge, huge scores, and he can do them on a regular basis. Um, let's go some negatives. Look, with Zampa and Samed in there, is he going to bowl as much as we think he is? You know, it's a real genuine question. I don't know. Um, three uh, spinners bowling in a, in a innings, maybe he might bowl an over. But it makes me fear for Stoyness and him, you know, in the bowling department. I know he likes to bowl himself, but, you know, it's a fear that I have. And look, you know, he you're going to have those games where uh, he might put himself, put himself down in the order and he might not jag a wicket or, you know, he gets out early and he has a tendency to... There's a lot more frequency than Stoyness on the low scores, if you know what I mean. But generally speaking, he'll get you 20 to 150, you know, so you can see the allure of having Maxwell in the team. I just have questions over how much he's going to bowl. Um, and look, you know, Stoyness being an opener, he's going to bat every game, guaranteed, um, and he's a bit more consistent you know, about not getting the low scores. So I've picked him to start in round one, you know, and I'll get Maxwell in round two. So I'm just going to be going one round uh, with Stoinis and no Maxi. Um, Jai Richardson, he had an absolute ripping tournament last year, an average of 65.2, had some ripping scores in there, 170, 90, uh, 12, I'm sorry, 112, 118, 165, 62, 109, 177, and 52. Some regular high, high, high scores. Uh, he's got the double game round in round four, and he's a great C option. Some really good pros for him. Um, here's, the, here's the cons. Some low scores last year, um, 22, 18, 25, 23, 6. Um, you know, he, he was injured recently, which is a concern. Um, and look, I, I think don't know enough about it you know i'd have to wait and see how he's tracking you know how good he looks for um the start of the tournament i think he's kind of the perfect one to bring in before you know round three or right on round four um but you know he's a regular high scorer and he's one hell of a premium bowler you know and last year 
point, oh, sorry, uh, 65.2 is exceptional, you know, scoring. Uh, Nathan Quiltonile, double game in round three. He's a bit of an all-rounder. He's got a bit more bat to him these days. And, um, you know, last year he actually had the second highest average of 67.5. Now, it was probably a little bit of a mirage because he only played six games, you know. And out of those six games, half were good and half were pretty average. He got a 169, a 70, and a 79. That's all good. Um, look, the negatives for him is, you know, in the six games, there was a 19, there was a 29, and a 39. You know, he costs 190K. Um, and look, he will be a target, I guess, for people. Um, you know, for the round three double, um, I just prefer someone like Zampa, you know, and we'll cover Zampa, you know, and his figures uh, a little further down. Um Hales, you know, he's got the X factor like your Maxwells and your Lins. He's got no buys. Last year he was 10th overall in average. Um, will he play a little bit safer, do you think, with uh, if Usman Khawaja plays in the test team? Like maybe, you know, Uzi would have been the, the anchor for the for the innings and maybe he might just slow it down a bit. Um, 46, 80, 136, 70, 71, 89, 44, 155, 168. That's all good stuff from Hales last year. It's pretty good success rate. Um, look, he doesn't have the double game round to round 10. Same as Sam's. Last year, he had a 10, a 20, a 26, a 10, and 18. Um, those are the, the tier makers, those scores. So he can go. It's either hit or miss with him. He hits. When he hits, <laughs> he hits really well. But he'll also cause you to cry. You know, the him and the maxis and the lins, they're going to do that for you. You know, so... Um, he's going to be somebody that I'd maybe entertain getting in my team, but he's not someone that I think is urgent to start with. Um, Zampa, double game round in round three. He was 18th overall last year with a 54.2 average. Scores of 105, 44, 98, 59, 45, 73, 173. We know he's in good form in the uh, World Cup there. Um, and he's quite consistent. You know, he had a 37 in there as well. Um Bad scores were 24, 16, 26, 22, 5, 21, and 9. Yeah, so his floor is about 20, you know, but he goes up and gets fairly regular hundreds, and um, I, I think he's a really good option for teams, you know, to bring in for round three. I'd put him ahead uh, in of Nathan Coulter, you know, for me in my team. Um, and let's finish on Rashid Khan. This is the player I've picked instead of Sam's to start in my team. Um, he's a weapon. He's got a double game round in round two, uh, and he's playing the Renegades, you know, which is too hard to pass up. Um, he may get a little bit more batting. You know, you've got Head and Carey out of the team, so maybe he goes up at least one in the order. You know, maybe he comes in for a pinch hit. Um, last year, his scores were 75, 101, 127, 52, 104, 45, 65, 67. There is no bad scores in there. His lowest score last year was 45. Wow. The guy's a gun, an absolute gun. His floor is 45. The floor is 40, and, you know, he's got 300s in there as opposed to Sam's with 100. So his floor's 20 better, and his ceiling is higher. So he's the that's that's just what got me over the line. You know, with Rashid Khan, double game round in round two, maybe a slightly improved role with, with the batting, and he doesn't go bad. He just doesn't go bad. 
uh, he goes high often and he doesn't go all low, you know, so he's a no-brainer for me. But in saying that, there's definitely got to be plans for you to get those, you know, ones that missed that original team. So, you know, it's got to be a priority for me in round two to, to sort of get Maxwell, you know, your Zampers, who I want for the round three, and probably Sam's, you know, using my three trades because you don't want to go too long without Sam's, you know, and next cab off the rank might be, you know, um, Joe Richardson and Short, you know, because I've started with a couple of scorches in my team, but everyone's going to have plans to get those premiums that you've missed on the pro and cons game, you know, for your team as early as you can, um, because they're going to be, you know, going without a Sam's who's a 65 averager, <laughs> it's a scary, scary um, prospect, you know, but anyway, that's a little bit on the premiums and the pros and cons, I think, of all of them, and personally, for me, the ones I'm starting are Curran, Majib, Lynn, Stoinis, Philippi, Rashid, and Dwarshus out of that list, uh, you'll all have something different, and you'll have your pros and cons, but it's an interesting thing to think about, and when you do that, you sort of know your plans for the week two, and the week three, and the week four, when it comes to premiums, and how you target them, all right, well, next, we're going to have the guys from the Supercoach Guns on, and should have a lovely chat, previewing the Stars and the Scorchers. All right, and we are joined by our wonderful guest for tonight, and it is Nathan from the Supercoach Guns. How are you, Nathan? Yeah, going well. Yeah, pretty keen for this season. Uh, got a lot of good stuff lined up on our page, and as well, I'm just you know really pumped to get back to cricket and watching the Big Bash this year. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, I should, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show because I've already recorded some how much I love the content. I mean, I'm a big NRL fan and a cricket fan, you know, so um, I always enjoy the the write-ups that you guys put down and put the questions that you ponder and players that you sort of cover. It just, you know, it kind of, even if you're not actively engaging in all the content, it kind of really good to see it popping up on your screen because you're like, hey, look, that player good value or they've got some good scores and in recent times and and such so i really enjoy the content i always have uh from you guys in, in across nrl and now into to bbl as well and um it's a great pleasure to have you on yeah thank you yeah i must say i'm loving the content you're putting out as well i mean it's very engaging uh easy to read easy to listen to and uh oh, i tune into the podcast pretty regularly as well Ah, good, good. Yeah, well, I haven't done it for, you know, I've been doing it for probably a year. I started it last year in the NRL. Um, you know, I'm just a mad keen super coacher personally, and I play a lot of cash yeah. leagues and stuff. So I'm always like plugged in heavily to, you know, the, the games and stuff. And, um, you know, lucky for me, it's just my my girlfriend and, and the three dogs. So I don't have a whole bunch that's really getting in the way of, you know, actively super coaching. Yeah. So yeah, so I appreciate that. Thanks very much. And all right, well, um, let's kick it off. Oh, do you want to tell me, yeah, so you guys do um, NRL and, and BBL. Is that the two that you cover? Yeah, just those two. Uh, we had a go at AFL, but not enough interest really. And there's already so many other accounts. But uh, yeah, we're basically just big bash and uh, rugby league. And, uh, well, we're all, we've got a few, pe- a few more people running the big bash account than we do on Rugby league, it's uh, there's we've got around five or six admins, different admins. Mm. Uh, but the main two of us, we just run the NRL account, just yeah. to keep it to ourselves. 
Hey, good, good. All right, well, let's dive into it. We're going to cover some team previews uh, for some relevant teams, obviously the Melbourne Stars and the Perth Scorchers. Um, you know, I'm just sort of doing the previews in order of relevance for double game rounds. Um, you know, we covered the the Heat, the Sixers and the Strikers. Obviously, they're relevant in the first few rounds, um, but we'll start with the Stars. Um, you know, they've got a lot of sort of big names in there. No titles, <laughs> unfortunately, for Stars fans out there at this point in the BBL. Um, but they've got some really relevant players, particularly with the round three double. Uh, coming up in round three. So I think we'll kick it off. Uh, I like to do it in guns, smokies and duds. So I'm happy to throw to you if you want to chat um, the guns from the Melbourne Stars. Yes. So there's pretty much, uh, you could probably say three or four main guns. Yeah. But Maxwell and Stoinis, they're non-negotiables. They're just, they're brilliant every year. And the fact that Stoinis could be fully fit this year, bowling, uh, he could easily average 75. Like, put and put it past him. But, um, yeah, Maxi, he'll just keep on keeping on. Um, and the other two that I would probably put as borderline guns be Nathan Coulter-Nile um, and Adam Zampa. I mean, yeah. Nathan Coulter-Nile, he's just a – he's a genuine wicket-taker. He's shown no signs of slowing down in terms of taking wickets, I suppose. And uh, he does have quite a bit of batting. So when mm. he bats at seven if he's required. He's every chance of scoring a quick 20 runs – and really boosting the score. And Adam Zampa, he's such an elite spinner. Uh, there'll be games where he takes three, four, 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 and he'll do it fairly regularly. And, you know, it, who knows? It could be twice in one double game week. And you'll probably want him in your side for that week th- week three, pardon me. Yeah, I, I 100%, 100% agree. Um, you know, just some comments on the guns there. You know, we haven't seen a heap of bowling from Stoinis, but I think that people, you know, they get so obsessed over whether Stoinis is going to bowl. But if you look at his figures last year, he was bad only mainly for the whole um, big bash. And his scores were very, very consistent last year as well. And he's in that yeah. opening bat spot, which is just a slam dunk as far as, you know, output for super coach. So um, I've started with with Stoinis. My team's called Adriana Stoinis Rex. So, of course, I've got to start with Stoinis. And, um, I haven't actually started with Maxi, but I, I, I'm probably planning on getting him in for round two. Um, it's recent uh, info, obviously, about Quaz Ahmed, Ahmed, you know, not being available maybe till, is it round four? They, yeah. they say that's probably big um, for Maxwell because I, I just sort of wondered, well, how much bowling is Maxwell going to do if they've got Zampa and, you know, uh, Ahmed in there um, in the team? you know, because there's two top-line spinners there, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Um, and they've got so many bowling options to start yeah, with now. Definitely. They've got Bo Webster as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, he could easily contribute. There's um, – you don't really need to rely on Maxwell for his bowling. I mean, anything that he does with bowling hands, really a bonus. Mm. He's batting for what we're all here for. And it's – well, he's very consistent in the big bash and he just regularly at the top of the run scores and his strike rate is incredible. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, you know, you'll get, um, you know, a great average out of Stoinis with, you know, seventies, eighties, nineties, but Maxwell goes the big hundreds. You have him in these games and he last year scores 148, 143, 150, 180. They're big, big hundreds. So um, he, they are definitely premiums. Um, I agree with Coulton. I only played six games last year and, you know, that was, there was that big 169, you know, to, that is probably yeah. a, 
you know, a bolster to that average. Um, so when you when you get those um, sample size uh, sizes, it's not that I doubt that he'll be a gun for them this year, but I, I probably I'll definitely be looking at bringing Zamper in as my third gun. You know, and if if yeah. everything permits, I'll probably go Coulton Isle. Um, you know, and and I agree a hundred percent with um, with um, Zampa. You know, I think he's actually even better this year than he was last year. You know, just watching him, so I'm I'm expecting a big tournament from him. So I agree. I think those are their guns. Um, looking at Smokies for for the um, stars, you know, one that I see is obviously the Englishman there in Joe Clark. I think he's at a good price, and he he will open the batting. You'd think with uh, Stoinis, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, currently he's only in 1% of teams, and I guess it is going to have a little bit of speculation about it because, you know, these Englishmen, you know, he has actually come out to the BBL before, um, but obviously a very small, you know, he only played three games. But would you, as a smoky, you know, for round three and at his price, um, you know, what would you be willing to take a punt on him? I mean, I think I might even have had him in an iteration of my team, you know, just trying to get a couple of stars in to start the year, you know? Yeah, I, I, look, I would probably consider him. I mean, it would have to take something. Uh, it, it'd be tough, though, because you're probably going to – he's probably fifth in line into your side because you've got the four guns that you really want. But if he's if he's at the right price, if he falls – if he has a slowish start to the tournament and he falls a bit below 100K, then I think he'll be very hard to pass up on because, you know, one big knock and he's got a – Massive score for the double game round, considering you know below a hundred thousand dollars in price, but it's very speculative. But yeah, I mean, I, I am think, interested. Yeah, I think I think when people go these speculative ones, when you've got a, a bat three or four, or you know any of those, there's an, a huge element of risk. But you know, if you want to take a punt, you know you can you can go someone like a Max Bryan and and this guy, you know, you could take him for your round three as a if you're looking for someone around that hundred k price. I think because it's it's not as risky taking an opener, you know, because they're going to bat every game. Mm. So, and look, you know, is he going to keep? Because we know that Seb Gotch has got that injured finger. So who else is going to keep in that lineup? Yeah, it, it looks like he's just a shoe in for the keeper spot. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's a little added bonus. I mean, it, like I said, it is a smoky and probably, yeah, a speculative smoky. Um, any other smokies in their team? Look, um, for me, there's not really anyone else that sort of sticks out. Looking at the ownerships as they are now, um, oh, where are we? Joe Burns is in a few teams, which, you know, he's only in, you know, 4%. I, I don't think he's a dud, but I certainly don't, I don't put him up into the classification of a, a smoky. People are putting in Hilton Cartwright. I don't think he's going to bowl, and I think he might bat a bit low. So I, I'd probably, yeah. you know, he's not a dud, a dud but I, I, I don't understand how he's nearly in 10% of teams. Um, yeah, he's old. And look, you know, some people are taking a tickle on, you know, your Bo Webster's and your Nick Larkins. And look, I like Bo Webster as a player, but I just don't know if he's going to bowl and he's going to bat probably quite low in that order with, with the names above him as well. So, you know, in my view, I think your Hilton Cartwrights, your... You know, your Clint Hitchcliffs, I know he's at a good price. Um, Joe Burr, I think everyone else in there doesn't quite make it to smoky, um, you know, 
category. I think uh, Ahmed, when he comes in, might be a smoky for them as well. But um, yeah. I think that outside, of, they're pretty much just guns and no-goes, you know, the Melbourne Stars, yeah. as it stands. Yeah. Um, I've only got one. And he hasn't even signed yet. So Dilba Hussain, he was yeah. linked to the Stars not very long ago, along mm. with Case Ahmed, who's signed. Um, if he signs on round three, um, he's expected to be in the early $100,000 in price. Mm. And he had his first – he only played two games last year. One of them, he did his hammy. In. The other one, he scored 65. Yeah, so I remember that. He, he, yeah, he's looking uh, – from the very little that we've seen of him, he still he looks like he has a good super coach game to him, and so yeah. if he's around the hundred k price, I'm very interested. Yeah, yeah, one to watch for sure. So I think that the general over over, you know, saying there is you know your Maxwell's, your Stoinis, your Nathan Coulter Niles, and your Zampers are going to be the ones you probably target for the round three. You know, with um, maybe a smoker smoky for the the Englishman if he drops in price. And he's keeping an, an opening, you know, he might be a nice juicy price, you know, come round three. Um, how do you like their chances this year? They're going to probably have, you know, Maxwell and, you know, there's a, I don't think Maxwell's going to go on anywhere other than the Big Bash, is he? No, I don't, I don't think there's any other tours or any, any matches series going on. So, yes. yeah, he so was... they'll have all the guns on deck, you know, for the whole tournament. I think, um, you know, yeah, if they can get that Dilber in and, and, you know, the other spinner comes through, I think they might have a reasonable enough lineup. I think, you know, they've got these, you know, they've probably purchased some decent plays in Bo Webster. I think he's underrated, you know, in 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 Big Bash. And and I think that they, you know, they, they've got to give him a rough chance this year. Yeah, I, I think they'll make finals for sure. And, uh, well, it'll just come down to how well they don't choke. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, oh, mate, yeah. lost the, that final, I just don't understand how it even happened. It's like you were <laughs> watching in the twilight zone. You know, you just couldn't believe yeah. what was happening. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, look, I think that's a good look at them. Um, how people, I, I covered at the top of the show, I actually sort of went through all of the the 160K and above players and I sort of pros and cons, you know, did the pros and cons on them, um, you know, to rank them in order of what I've, you know, taken in my team. So currently out of the stars, you know, I've got um, Stoyness and I've got, I think I've still got the the Clark in there because I haven't really fiddled with the team, you know, um, mm. which is a, a weird one to start with your team. But I think I was just putting someone in there that spent up all my money. But yeah, that's the stars uh, taken care of. We'll go on to the Scorchers. Um, and we'll review them next. So if you want to look at the Scorchers and their guns, you can fire away. All right. So the first Scorcher that's absolutely must-have this year, it would have to be Mitch Marsh. I mean, yep. he's got he's got a very high ceiling, destructive batsman. He's in incredible form. He hasn't mm. had a great World Cup, to be fair, but outside of that, he's been on fire. Yep. Um, he's their six bowler could easily bowl four on some wickets. Yeah, and uh, you know you're talking a ceiling very much over one fifty if he fires in these games, or for one hundred thirty thousand as well, which is yeah. a wow. bargain, absolute yep. bargain. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, and and that's the thing. I think 
you know, when we look at a player like Stoinis, where there's questions over whether he, he'll bowl, but, you know, even in the World Cup there, they've probably lent towards bowling um, Mitch Marsh. And I think he's, with him cementing himself at three here in this, you know, World Cup. I don't think he's had an outstanding World Cup, but he's had a fair um, World Cup. I think yeah. he'll definitely bat at three. And I, there's no doubt he'll at least bowl, you know, at least two overs. So at 130K, yeah. he's an absolute, if you haven't got him in your team, from round one, he could score that 100 in every game, technically, because he's going to bowl enough and bat high enough. So, yeah, yeah. and just too good value to pass up. Yeah. Um, the other one I've got is uh, Jai Richardson. Yeah. Uh, the only issue with him is that it's a very good chance he's in the Ashes squad. So we'll, we'll talk about Jai Richardson, you know, very, very good bowler. Um yep. He's, you know, on Perth, the averages a remarkable score. I think it's something well and truly above 80. Yeah. He has some decent pinch hitting batting, which means he'll, on occasion, you know, score some quick runs and potentially score enough to get the strike rate bonus. But um, other than Mitch Marsh, there isn't that many guns because they're such a well rounded side that they don't rely on one particular player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree. Um, I agree with you there on um, Jai Richardson. Obviously, he's. I, I pegged at the start of the show that he's someone you do ride on round four if 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 it looks like he's going to be available. You know, if you start your team with him to begin with, especially at his high price, you know, you could be shot shot in the foot, unfortunately. But yeah, I think him and um, uh, Mitch Marsh. You know, you look at some of the scores out of um, Jai Richardson last year, 170, 90, 112, 118, 165, 62, 109, 177, 52. You know, he, he's only bad scores. He had a, a 25, a 23, a 22, an 18, and a 6. So he doesn't even go really below 20. So he's just so good, you know, if, if you've got yeah. him available in there. Um, and I think if you were targeting, you know, most people will probably start this year with, you know, definitely with Mitch Marsh and they might have a cheapy in Ashton Agar. So you've already got two scorchers in your team. And I think if, you know, right on, um, you know, round four, you can probably grab a, a Jai Richardson um, and some, you know, a Smokey. And obviously we'll cover some Smokies. Any for you? Yeah. I, I think uh, Josh Inglis has definitely got to be a Smokey. Oh, especially, definitely. Yeah, especially with some of the Poms not coming over that um, – you know, uh, have previously he'll open, you know, and, and as an opener was where we last saw how outstanding he was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very intrigued by Inglis. Uh, 130K, so he's hardly breaking the bank at all. Um, yeah. It probably will be in my double game week, uh, The in my side for round four for the double game round. Yeah. Um, who's the other one I had? Uh, Colin Munro. Yeah. He's the other one for me. He was super consistent last year, just constantly knocking out 60, 65 mm. for a period of four, five or six rounds in a row. Mm. Yeah, uh, He was just so solid. I brought him in last year for that little run and it was just you didn't have to worry about him at all. Yeah, um, and, he, and he's, he's, one of those, he's one of those players that goes under the radar too, you know, for ownership. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was like, I don't think he, other than the finals last year, I don't think he went above five or ten percent for the entire season. Again, yep. one hundred thirty thousand, hardly breaking the bank. 
Um, depending on his form in the big bash, you probably will be in my side round four. Yeah. Um, couple just, of, yeah, couple of the, the other names. Um, you've got Andrew Ty. He's found his way into 6% of teams. I don't know if – I wouldn't call him a, a gun or, or even really a smoky. You know, I think – Maybe is, is it just me or does it seem like he might have just they've worked him out a little bit, you know? Well, he did start to reinvent himself at the beginning of last summer. That's what got him that international call up again. And he was bowling with extra five or ten kilometers of pace and really wasn't trying to get too funky with his slow balls and cutters and that. Yeah. Um, but that also you probably would rather Andrew Ty as trying as many change-ups as possible for super coach purposes yeah because of the death he gets a lot he used to get a very big bag of wickets regularly like he he reached a i think there was one year where he started at a price of two hundred and fifty thousand, just because of how many wickets he'd taken the death overs from bowling all these random slow balls and cutters but he's put that away and so he's his actual quality of crickets improved but his quality of super coach performances really haven't. I mean, when you you know, he hasn't didn't have many big scores last year. I think he had one score of uh, over a hundred and everything else is just, you know, between thirty and sixty. It wasn't mm. he was consistent, but he wasn't he wasn't yeah. a big wicket taker last year. Yeah, he's not one that's gonna shoot you up the ladder in super coach, you know, and um, you know, he's averaged forty two point eight. Someone that people I've I've probably had him in my team more than I, you know, realized was Jason Berendorf. He obviously bowls right up front in, in games and he's a left armor. Um, he's in 5% teams currently. And, you know, a lot of people, all, you, know, I, you know, me included, take a tickle on him occasionally. I'd probably just as soon take him, you know, or, or tie if I was going someone around that price point, you know? Yeah. I, I'm quite a big fan of new ball bowls early on in the tournament. For some reason last year, no one could play any left arm bowler at all early on. Like they were just cleaning up wickets. James Faulkner, for example, mm. he was, I wouldn't have said that he was incredible last year. He just bowled a really nice and tidy line of length and he picked up wickets for fun and it made his super coach scores really, really good. I mean, that's the theory behind Joel Paris as a cheapie this year. And I think mm. it's a, there's a train of thought where you could start Jason Berridorf as a bit of a smoky in your sides. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, other ones that people have who I, I, I'm not overly interested in is Peter Hatsuglu. How do you say his name? Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Pete. obviously a bit of cult status from his days over there at the Gates, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't think he's going to be the fifth bowler. He's never going to be guaranteed a spot in this side even because no. um, – by all reports, and it's very loose reports, their last in one of their international signings is meant to be a fast bowler. Yeah. And just to cover Jai Richardson, and if Jai Richardson doesn't get called up to the Ashes squad, he'll only miss the first couple of rounds for Australia, right? And he'll be straight back in. And yeah. they'll just go with Ashton Agar as their one spinner. Yeah. Like, just stay, I would stay away completely from Peter Hatzoglu. I'd much yeah. rather turn my attention to Andrew Ty or Jason Berendorf. Yep, at that price, and you know, why why get him? You know, you might as well take um, Ashton Agar for eighty nine thousand. You know, so yeah, yeah, I wouldn't put Ashton Agar in there as a smoky because he's not a smoky at all. He's going to be very well owned because he's probably one of the value picks 
of the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you think he's going to bat in that lineup? I think I put it probably would put him as a floater, but you'd, you'd assume he'd be listed at seven. Yeah. So but, uh, most games you'll probably yeah. get an over. You might get a little bit of a bat, you know, and, and obviously we yeah. you get him in there. He's more of a, um, you know, he's, he's more of a economy rate type bowler these days, isn't he, really? Yeah. Um, he, yes, yes, usually he is. Uh, he could, you never know, the big the quality of batting in the Big Bash isn't, well, it's nowhere near what he has to bowl to in internationals and he's one of the best international T20 bowls in the world. So having someone in the top 10 bowls in the world at $90,000 is a bit ridiculous. And so mm-hmm. yep. I, I could, there's every chance he averages above 60 if he gets enough of a bat. Yeah. So I think you really do want him in your side probably for the season. Yep. Yeah, and he's, yeah. the risk the risk um, outlay is just not much at all, you know, at 89000 yeah. So, look, I, I, they're always a good – they kind of remind me in a way of um, the New Zealand Black Caps. They're a good team. You know, they're, they're a team team instead of just that, – that's probably the difference between them and the Stars. There's a lot of individuals that don't always play a good team game, but they do seem to do that at the Scorchers, you know, hence a lot yeah. of success in there over the years. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I mean, I think that that's the, the Scorchers. Um, I don't know. How are you going for time? Do you want to do the next team or do you want I've, to just leave it at that? I've got plenty of time, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, let's go. Who, who's probably the next um, team that's going to be relevant? Probably the Hurricanes, aren't they? Because they come in yeah, on a double Hurricanes. game. I think they're going to have yep. a lot of players that are quite relevant. Um, this is probably just off the cuff from me because I was only going to do two teams. But we are approaching. We're getting down to it, aren't we? We're going to be starting soon. Yeah. So. Might as well cover them. Um, the guns, you go for it. All right. So first one's pretty obvious. It's going to be Darcy Short for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, fifth or probably sixth bowler, left arm mm. leg spin. It's very unusual. You don't see very much. So he mm. always has that point of difference with ball in hand. Batting, he came off a lean year last year and he's still priced at $180,000, which tells you how involved and how reliant the Hobart Hurricanes are on him. So if he returns to form and then gets more of a – continues the same amount of uh, opportunity he gets bowling, then I see no reason why he couldn't return to his usual 70 average. 100%. Look, last year was a weird year. I was doing a look at him, you know, when I was working at my, you know, pros and cons. And last year he got, you know, scores 116, 150, 118, 67, 80, 84, 83. Um, although the batting was down, he did have a tendency to just jag that wicket, you know, and he will still yeah. get that this year, you know. And I think um, Mitch Marsh is probably the prime, and Sam's your prime um, all-rounders in the, you know, in the big bash this year. But I'd probably, you know, put Short right up there, you know, because he's got that yeah. unusual left arm leg spin about him, and he takes those wickets. And if he He's only his trajectory can only go up if he bats a little better, like what we saw, you know, in previous BBLs this, you know, this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I probably would only have uh, Ben McDermott in the as the other gun there. I mean, it is again much like the Scorchers. It's quite a well-rounded squad, um, yep. they all perform probably better as like as in they probably perform better as a team, not just. In like every now and then, an individual will step up to help their side. 
and but everyone will step up at least in what at least one time this season. But Ben McDermott, he stepped up a lot last year. Yeah. Three very, very big scores. Um, really did elevate his price. But the what's comforting for people is that he's also got that wicket keeper bat dual position and well, you know what his ceiling is, and it's easy. It's very, very close to 150. Yeah. So I think that's comforting to know when you're going to pick him in a double game round. You could probably stick with him for the remainder of the year if you know if he performs. Yep, I, I agree. I think um, you know if everything goes right for him and he's making good connection with the ball, he's you know he's got a bit of X factor about him. You know, and I think. When you're going in, you know, and you're targeting targeting people for double game rounds, I think he's definitely, you know, probably borderline gun. Um, you know, Matthew Wade, I think, you know, he's he's obviously in the past been a very good performer at the top of the order, and he'll be there again. You'd think, um, you know, uh, at the top of the order for the Hurricanes. Yeah, if Matthew Wade plays, then he's also very underpriced. But uh, I wouldn't rely. Too much, like I wouldn't base your whole side around him because there's there's every chance that he's in the Ashes squad for this year and doesn't play much. But he wasn't in their last squad, their last Test squad, so you never know. He, yeah. he, who knows where he actually is in terms of the pecking order for Test match cricket? Yeah, I think maybe the 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 ship might have sailed for him, and I think that yeah. just that's just my personal opinion. I think this year, you know, there's been. Who's that young lad? Or in in his twenties, that's really playing fantastically in Shield. And you've, I think they're going to go with Marcus Harris. It seems like opening with Warner. Yeah. Um, and I think and, you got Kawaja and Head. You know, so the, I just I don't see a, a spot for him. Yeah, no. And you throw in Cameron Green as well. It's it's a mess in that middle order. I don't think well Matthew Wade's fair way down the pecking order because. Who knows? They may want to try and blood Alex Carey as their next wicket keeper, just yep. to give him some batting experience as well. So, you know, yep. you're probably right. I think the, his days are behind him there. Uh, so you could start with him, but the, you also risk Australia, eh? But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know he's one forty five, which is a bit underpriced. But you know, I think people are going to probably be targeting short. They might go McDermott. Um, you know, and is there any bowlers in there that you see? I, th- I probably see some that could be a smoky. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of bowlers. Yeah, probably a smoky's not as probably a smoky's not as guns, maybe. Yep, yep, yep. Um Sandeep Lamanchani, he's yep. the main one for me. Yep. Um at a hundred and three thousand dollars. And leg spinning mystery bowlers, they're too good to pass up on if they're that cheap. Yeah. Hundred thousand dollars for a international quality leg spinner, it's it's very rare you come across a bargain like that. Um, and I think, yeah, for the double, he's a lock. You've got to own him for that double game round. Yep. And if you have the trades and if your team's going all right, then I'd put him in as soon as you could. Yep. Yeah, so I think that, um, you know, Lamachine is probably underpriced at 100K and there's probably going to be people heading into – um, you know, into these double game rounds where you get your two premiums and you probably got around 100K, you know, left. And I think that he'll, you know, provided that he doesn't brain it, you know, right from the start, he could be a good pickup. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
any other players that you like? Look, a lot of people, you know, this, I think you see, I can't believe that Hanscom is in 15% of teams. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know. Is he even going to get a game? I mean, he has really dropped, you know, in the in form and you've got, you know, if you've got Matty Wade there, you don't need him for keeping. So, yeah. Not to mention you've got Tim David and yeah. Harry Brook, and you've still got another international spot on your roster, two, one international spot on your roster. So who knows how they use that one? Yeah, um, but the only surprise. other, the only other player that interests me is Joel Paris, and oh, I've been very vocal on um, my thoughts on his output this year. It's um, he pretty much will replicate the role of James Faulkner. And yeah. James Faulkner had a very good super coach average in this, in this role. So I don't see any reason. I wouldn't say that Paris is better than James Faulkner as a bowler, but I would say that his style of bowling is very close, is very similar to what James Faulkner was doing last year. And so although he has just had a, hamstring strain if he recovers from that in time for the big bash then he's a lock for your sides if you really invested in some guns then he's probably okay to start but uh, at 62 500 batting seven bowling four overs with adam griffith the hurricanes coach viewing him as an all-rounder that's very promising signs and he could easily be doubling or reaching one hundred fifty thousand dollars this year very very good cash cow here in joe paris yeah, I mean, I uh, I put a post, you know, recently, you know, my cheapies, you know, in ranked in order, and he was number two, you know, and I've I've seen it in a few different, um, you know, posts or t- pages or whatever where they've said, oh, I don't really know if he'll bowl all of his four, and you know, he'll bat at seven. It's like, well, he's sixty two k. I think he will bowl his four, and I think he will bat at seven, you know, and I think that's. Yeah. You know, how, how the hell is he not the cheapy, you know, he's top two, you know, maybe Finch because of pedigree and, and him, you know, for in the 60Ks. Um, I think yeah. he's a great buy for, for teams to start with. I think, you know, probably not a smoky, but he could be cheapy of the year almost if he, if everything goes well for him. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, obviously, if Aaron Finch just returns to any sort of fall like he has been throughout the majority of his career, then he'll be undisputedly cheaper of the year. Yeah. But Joel Paris would be a very close second, you have to say. Yeah, definitely. Well, so I see Hanscom in a lot of teams. I, I think that that's a, a tra- he's a trap and he may not even get selected. I do see Tim David in a lot of teams and he he's sort of, um, you know, where he bats I think will be the key, but he's, you know, he's been going around the world as a gun for hire. So it seems like they're going to, they probably bat him, you know, in a, Maxwell sort of position, you know, where they need someone to just go out and ding it, you know, to get him over yeah. the line with a good score. So I can see mm. that. Um, who else? Yeah. Uh, you know, my only concern with Tim David, sorry, but yeah, my only concern with Tim David is that, well, Harry Brook is pretty much identical in the, in the style of player mm. to him. And so if they've got two of them, then there's every chance that they just, you know, if, Harry Brooks, their international, they might put more faith in their international than they do in Tim David. But, yeah. you know, it, it, he's lost a lot of the appeal purely because he doesn't have that dual position like he did last year. And he's probably a little bit too expensive for the type of player in this role. I would only really consider him as a bench loop 
like looping his score into your side through emergencies, but mm-hmm. otherwise I would probably avoid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and that's it. I think if you're looking, you haven't played super coach a lot, um, you know, openers and and batting at three, you know, is your, is your very basic um, how to play, you know, and, and people who bowl four overs or all around us. So if they don't fall into that category, you know, they've got to be thought about a little bit more. Um, any, anything else in the bowlers? I know that Shane Warne will go with Riley Meredith and say he's yeah. going to be the star of the <laughs> tournament. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Ellis is pretty much the only other one. Uh, he's had a bit of international experience now, which undoubtedly will help him. Um, he's also played in the IPL. Yeah. So he would have grown a lot as a player in the last 12 months. So who knows, he could really uh, have a massive uptick in scores and yeah. reach that elite category this year. Yeah, well, I mean, I have um, I have him and Riley Meredith as Smokies for your team. Um, look, you know, Nathan Ellis averaged 50, you know, last year. So um, mm. that's that was probably, you know, pro- better than I thought he'd be last year. And, um, well, he's at 157, you know, so he's not a cheap, cheap player either. And looking at their bowling lineup, you know, you think that he's going to um, – you know, he's going to get a, he's going to bowl his four, four allotment. And, um, you know, there's no reason why he couldn't be in your team. I think for bowlers in that team, I'd probably look at Lamashane, you know, and, uh, you know, and Nathan Ellis probably as my top two, you know, if I was, and, and obviously the cheaper ones, um, like Joel Paris. Uh, yeah. I see Josh Can. I think he's a fabulous GP. <laughs> Um, obviously yeah. being bottom dollar and a jewel, he's, you, you know, if you look, if you, if you're looking at it for bench loops, um, you can, if you have someone like Josh can in your team, you don't need to carry two non-playing reserves because you can flip in between bat and bowl, you know? So I think yeah. he will be in nearly any serious coaches teams. Um, do you think, I don't know if he's going to get a game and I heard some little whispers that he might get a game, but he's not even yeah. a bad pick. Um, if, if he gets a game because he's bottom yeah. price cheapy all rounder. Yeah. Look, if he plays, that's just an absolute bonus. I mean, to have a $42,000 dual position player that can cover bat and bowl is well, it's worth a lot more than just the basement price on your side. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's very important that you have, have him in your side because he allow basically, by owning him, you can own an extra player. Yep. So if you have... Say you have Matt Renshaw and Aaron Finch and Joel Paris on your bench. By having Josh Can in your in any of the benches, probably yeah, if any in, on any of your benches, you can almost loop almost any of them into your sides. Yep, and that's the important. Well, that's the key thing with Josh Can, and that's why he's so valuable and should be in, and he's rightfully so in forty two point seven percent of sides. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I think that's the hurricanes in a nutshell. I mean, I think the big questions for, you know, super coaches out there is, do you start with Darcy Short, um, you know, because they don't have that double game round until six. Um, and, you know, these players above 160K, you know, people might be prioritizing, you know, Maxwell, Stoyness. Um, I really, when I mentioned, you know, my 160 sort of premium type players, you know, I had him and, you know, Jai Richardson and, and stuff in the same, you know, next cab off the ranks. I think 
if you don't start with short, you want to get him in um, very early into your teams. Yeah. Because he obviously has the double game round in round six and he is a genuine all-rounder. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to probably not start with him in round one <laughs> just because of the balance of my team. But I, I think he should be highly owned and I think he should be brought into your teams, you know, in the first couple of rounds at, at maximum. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're spot on there. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, those are the three teams. And I think that the, uh, you know, the, we've analysed them probably, you know, reasonably. I think if people, you know, if they're looking for the guns particularly or the ones to stay away from, you don't obviously have to go as smoky because they don't always come off. But, you know, get, get your handscums out of your team because he's not, he's not going to be a, he's not going to be a BBL star this year. But um. Let's finish off our little chat uh, and thanks for coming on, obviously. And you um, have a fair bit to do with the old Super Coach Hub. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. So you'd probably yeah. be better than I would be at, um, you know, talking about. I know that we're in the Super Coach Hub Masters together, um, yep. which should be a really fun. If, if anyone's listening out there, that's a, it's kind of like a VP, you know, <laughs> or the, the uh, you know, the people who do, you know, content out there from your daily telegraphs to your playbooks to your super coach guns and myself and a whole bunch of people who put bbl content out there are going to go head to head in a league um which should be very competitive i know there's a lot of high finishers in there and um tell us a little bit about the super coach hub and how people can follow that yes so it's a discord server mm-hmm. um and it has social media pages on facebook instagram and twitter um, and we cover a wide variety of sports. So you've got rugby league, AFL, cricket, horse racing, basketball, American football, soccer, mm. and there's a bunch of and there's some games as well. Mm. Um, we're just working on continually improving each section of sports. So you've got news, injury updates, you've got podcasts, and you've got social media updates, and it goes through. It's a very good source of news as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a great community. We've got over 250 members in there. Yeah. And um, we've got two former NRL champions. We've got a wide variety of super coach experts and seasoned veterans and super coach in general, and a lot of sports fans as well. Um, yeah. We haven't really invested as much into the AFL in the previous season, but in the season ahead, we're looking to really uh, push forward a- the AFL section on the super coach hub yeah, so if you want to follow on twitter it's just at the super coach hub and same handle for instagram and just on facebook just search up super coach hub and you'll find us pretty easily yeah good good yeah i know that um you know there's a lot of the you know podcasts and the posts and stuff from all of the people who provide content get fed through to there so you know the way i've talked about it on previous pod- podcasts it's a one-stop shop you know you might like to listen to the daily telegraph guys or the playbook or or me or whatever they're all coming through in there um and a lot of the personalities are in there you know they'll be responding to you post your team what do you think about this team and um it's really invaluable isn't it obviously when you're trying to play super coach the more advice and help that you can get the better you succeed i think and um it's really good you know it's a, it's, a, it's a good group of people in there i think and if you want to follow um you know, there's profiles on all of us in there coming up, you know, on the, the Super Coach Hub 
masters. Um, so you can read a little bit about us and who we support and who our favorite cricketers are. And um, so follow the guys on there and you'll, you'll be able to keep up to date and give me, give us some slander. If I get beaten by people, you know, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bit of a, com- I'm a competitive old animal. I am, especially with, um, you know, super coach and, uh, you know, in the turbos hammies cup, which we was quite popular last year. Um, I created that with Kando and we, I made the final in that one. And un- unfortunately went down to the super coach spy in the final. So I'm looking at redemption in the super coach hub masters, because I know that the spy is the representative for the SC playbook. So I'd like to get to the final and, and get him, you know, get him in the final. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that league. It's going to be super competitive and so many uh, great uh, great uh, podcasts and uh, content creators out there in that league as well. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing when you play against these, um, you know, other content creators and stuff and, you know, you're, you're versing one of them in a head-to-head, head head, you know, it's a it kind of you savour those victories, you know, because you know you're not playing mm. against, you know, in your regular head-to-heads where it's someone who's might – go, you know, forget around or miss a lockout. There's people who play for serious. They play for keeps. They're, you know, they're real competitors. Yeah. So it should yeah. be yeah, perfect. All right, well, let's sign it off with, um, you know, give me give me your top three things, you know, to be a success this year in BBL Supercoach. Anything you want. Three things for people who are like, you know, I'm, I'm never been good at it or I'm playing it for my first time. What are the three things you need to be successful yeah, so three things. I think the first one is to uh, look plan ahead. So really look ahead. What's the next week's round schedule involve? Who's playing twice? Who's got the buy? And let that influence your trades a lot. That's a very important one for me. Yep. The second one is to reflect on form. So if you've you want to, I would like to be keeping track of every player's form guides and how they're going in the last two months or so and getting a good reflection on will that translate to super coach points when I pick them in big bash and, you know, that should really influence you in your decision-making. And the third one for me is to pick a lot of, as many of the gun all rounders as possible because they have the most opportunity in the highest ceiling. So you guys like Daniel Sams, Tom Curran's and, um, Mitchell Marshes and Marcus Stornis, they're the guys you really want to own as big time. Yep. They're the guys with the highest ceiling, uh, the best points output, uh, it, and they're the safest guys to own and captain. Yep, I agree. Yeah. It's three very good points. I think, you know, you see, I see in a lot of the um, groups and stuff on, on the socials, people trying to spread their finances you know to have these really strong benches and the unfortunate thing is that they probably miss a few of these guns all-rounders you know what i mean so mm. i yeah. think in bbl super coach those getting getting following the trends the trends uh, of super coach in bbl are there's the the gap between these really premium scoring ones there's and the ones that score okay or bad, you know, it's a big gap. So I don't think it's as hard to know the ones that you've got to get in. I think, you know, I've, I listed 15 or so at the top of the show. And in you, if you could get those 15 into your team by around eight or nine, you know, you're going to have it be successful. You know, it's not a game where you can play the pod game 
too successfully. You can play and bring in a pod, you know, like if you get on Hales early when he goes off, there's one or two pod moves that you can do, but there's no doubt about it getting these all-rounder guns because they have the double skills. And if they get bold for a duck, you know, you might be able to scrape out of there with a 50 or better, you know? So I think, you know, guns and cheapies is a strategy that works exceptionally well in BBL. So you want to target those players to start as many as you can and then keep bringing them in as players jump in value and you can get them in as quick as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Thank you very much, Nathan, and anybody out there who's looking to follow you guys, the Supercoach Guns, you're on all the socials as well. Yep, absolutely. So on Instagram, we've got two accounts, one for Big Bash, that's uh, supercoach.bbl.guns. For Rugby League, we've got nrl.supercoach.guns. Twitter, uh, pretty simple, just Supercoach Guns. And the same goes for Facebook, just Supercoach Guns. Yeah, well, I couldn't recommend you any higher. Everyone get out there and give them a follow because it's good content, you know, and it really, you know, when you're looking out there for stuff just to eat up and, you know, there's going to be some people that think a player A is good and they give their reasons why and then someone says they're a bad player and they give their reasons why and then you pick your, you know, you go, well, I like what what, what they're saying about it. So follow you guys and, you know, you and I'll have different opinions, but people can formulate you know, the best view of what, you know, what do they like, you know, what's, or what do they think is going to be the one, you know, out of hearing multiple points of view. So yeah, give, give you guys a follow and um, thanks very much for coming on the show. Thank you. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, um, next year when we do super coach NRL, I'll get you back on hopefully on, on the show and Sounds good. we can chat a bit of chat, a bit of uh, NRL. That's my, I love the NRL. This is my favorite yeah, sport. Totally. Yeah, so next year we'll hopefully hopefully have another chat. And it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, mate. See you. Right. Cheers, bud. Thanks for coming on my show, Nathan, from the Super Coach Guns. Big Bash is fast approaching. How exciting. We'll talk to you again in a week. Thanks again, Nathan. You're a champion. Good mind for Supercoach. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Bye.